0: at loveisrael.org. That's one word, loveisrael.org. Now, here's Baruch with today's lesson.
1: God does indeed want to lead you in His pathways. His paths are our directions for us to find His very goodness. And with the good things of God, comes also his presence being intimate being together with him so ask yourself a question what are you pursuing are you pursuing the things of this world not that all the things of this world are bad we know that we have need there's a necessity for certain things but are we focused upon the things of this world or are we truly pursuing god experiencing him knowing him and being in his presence walking in obedience doing his will and again bringing glory and honor and praise unto him this is where joy is found and we see today in our study that there's that close relationship between being in god's will and being able to do god's will in other words Nothing good is going to happen in your life. You are not going to find that joy, that peace, that happiness until you are wise enough, that you are humble enough to trust God, not just for your your future, but for today and tomorrow to walk with him in this world and take possession of that which is related to the will of God. Well, take out your Bible. Last week, we began a new book, the study of the book of Joshua. And we see how foundational this book of law was to Joshua and him walking in obedience and according to God's purpose for his life. And now we see a connection between the word of God and taking possession of the things of God being in the will of God and foundational to all of this is the land biblically speaking there is that connection between the land of Israel and the will of God it's only when the people are in the land are they able to carry out those things that are related to his will and before we even begin in our study we need to ask ourselves a question and that is, am I committed to the will of God? Do I want to be used to accomplish the purposes of God? Am I desiring to be used by God to bless others, to manifest God's character to them? This is where true spiritual maturity is seen when we say yes i want to be used by god i want to be a blessing to others i want my life to help to assist others that they might know the very goodness of the one true living god and we can only know that god through his only begotten son the son of god messiah yeshua jesus christ look with me to where we left off last week joshua the verse chapter and we're going to begin in verse 10. Joshua chapter 1 and verse verse 10. And Yahushua, the biblical way of saying Joshua, Yehoshua commanded the, the officers. Now, in modern Hebrew, this is the word for a police officer. It's one that is in charge of security. And here's what's so neat, according to, to my understanding of the Word of God. This word, shoteur is used for a police officer relating to security when it is the shoteur, the officer, that is the encouragement, the, the catalyst for bringing people to security. And how is that? According to the instructions of God. So if we want security... Peace. If we want that assurance in our life, we need to be committed to, committed to the instructions of God. This is what Yahshua knows. Look again at verse ten, and Yahshua commanded the the officers of the people, saying, verse eleven, Pass over in the midst of the camp. And command the people saying, so Yeshua is commanding the officers to pass over with a message to go throughout the camp of the children of Israel and say these words. Look now, if you would, to verse verse 12, where it says, actually, verse 11, prepare yourselves, and here's a word for equipment it's a word of of provision so they're going on a journey and they need to be ready for that journey prepared for it so in the middle of verse verse 11 prepare yourselves equipment provision for in three more days and pay attention to that i highlighted it in my bible because there's something similar when moses brought the people mount sinai god revealed to him and moses shared this with the people that in three more days that god's going to do something there's going to be revelation unfortunately the people did not prepare themselves and now there's another opportunity for the people to hear and obey to take god's instruction and apply it to their life in order that they might enter in to the will of god and this is a foundational principle god gives instruction i must apply that instruction to my life being prepared to carry it out so i can find myself in god's will why is that so important to be in god's will because until you find yourself in god's will Located there, doing what he's commanded you to do, nothing good, nothing significant, nothing that's praiseworthy is going to happen in your life. And we see for the children of Israel, being in the land was foundational. And also, this is true for humanity. If the children of Israel are not in the land of Israel, then then the goodness of God, is not going to be manifested. In other words, the kingdom in its fullness is not going to come. So he says, In three more days, you are crossing over this Jordan to come and take possession of the land which the Lord your God is giving to you for an inheritance. Now, we see this word, Yerusha for inheritance but it can also be understood as a possession we are called to laresh it that is to possess to inherit and inheritance that one application of that word simply means you have it but the word to possess something is a word that inherently has a connection to responsibility when someone leads you leaves you an inheritance they want you to remember them and to utilize that inheritance according to a purpose something that is is connected to themselves and a continuation and now we see that the people of god the children of israel are called to receive that inheritance it's a possession that comes with responsibility that has a divine purpose it is related to god's will that it would be carried out for a conclusion for that purpose so he says here to possess to inherit the land which the lord your god is giving to you for this inheritance this possession verse verse 12 now, it's interesting because he's going to speak to three tribes. Now, let's, let's find out who they are, and then we'll talk a little bit about them. He says in verse 12, to the, the Reubenites, we might say, and to the Gadites, and then we have the half-tribe of Manasseh. So these three tribes, we might say, two and a half tribes, that that god is speaking to now what is he emphasizing commitment i just shared with you that this word Yerusha has responsibility expectations upon it and what is the biblical foundation for seeing that well in the very next next section we see that god is speaking about responsibility that, that one receives, but with this receiving, taking possession, this inheritance comes a a requirement, a responsibility. So look again at, at our text, verse, verse 12. And two, we might say, those of the tribe of Reuben, those of the tribe of, of God, and those that are part of the half-tribe. Manasseh, Yeshua said and he spoke these things saying verse 13 another very important word the word for remembering now this word to remember I've shared this many many times biblically speaking there's a connection between the concept of remembering and the Covenant when we live faithfully We are going to be living out our life in remembrance of the covenant. Those promises that give us hope, that that produces endurance and perseverance so that we will overcome those attacks and the obstacles of the enemy. But, But also, those things that God tells us is so that we can also have the right focus realize our responsibilities our responsibilities to god so once more he says remember the word now this word devar can be word or thing remember this matter is what he's saying but it was a word spoken to them so remember the word which commanded you moses the servant of the lord saying the lord your god he is giving rest unto you. Now, notice this, rest. What a wonderful word. I have mentioned that this word, rest, minuha, is connected to the kingdom. Let's be more precise. This word for rest is, is connected to the kingdom experience. Now, here when it says, I'm giving rest to you, it's in the form of a noun in Hebrew, we can take that word for rest and make it into a noun. So God is giving; it's the process of of presenting upon someone rest. Now it's hard for us to say that in English. So the Lord your God is is presenting before you rest. How has He done that? And He will give to you the land, this land. Now, what land are we talking about? There's a difference with these tribes. These three tribes, but we would have the half tribe of Manasseh, so two and a half. Three tribes are, are represented. And it's Reuben, God, and the half tribe of Manasseh. And what we learned here is this. The land east of the Jordan River. It was very, very... Uh, uh, proper for what they did for their cattle and such so they liked that land and they weren't really interested in leaving it they saw it was good it was proper was fitting for for their lifestyle so they beseech moses that they could stay there that this could be part of the inheritance now this has big time spiritual implications why because we know that the land of promise is just not, not west of the Jordan River, but it goes east as well. So this land east of the Jordan is important because it shows a future fulfillment for God expanding the borders of Israel. But nevertheless, even though they were not going to cross the Jordan River take possession of their inheritance they were part of a larger people the children of israel so moses he agreed on a condition and of course this condition was not moses personally but what he had heard from the lord look now to verse 14 we read your your wives or we could make this very general your women Your children, your cattle, they will dwell in the land which he gave to you. This is Moses. Moses said, okay, that Moses, uh, for God is the implication, gave to you on the other side of the Jordan. But he says, nevertheless, even though Moses gave you that land, it was with a condition and what was that now look at the middle of verse 14 which means but you you shall pass over you have to cross over the jordan and you need to do so meaning armed this is a term for for being ready for battle so there is a a seda that is that possession that equipment That you need for a journey, but also there's additional provision equipment that you need for a battle. So it's just not the the supplies that that all the children of Israel needs to cross over, but it's also relevant that they are called to be armed for battle, that they're going to, to encounter the enemy. And this is significant because the enemy does not want. The Jewish people in the land, and we need to hear that carefully. The enemy does not want the Jewish people in the land, that's why it's still, even today, controversial. This is why Islam is so opposed to the nation of Israel and Jewish people being in the land. Sometimes Islamic leaders will say, We have no problem with the Jewish people, but when they're in the land. This brings about war. Why? Because Islam is in conflict with the purposes of God. Islam is not a religion. Islam is a political movement that masquerades as a religion. They have no true religion. Why do I say that? Well, what what wonderful institutions of, of charity, of hospitals, of orphanages what what wonderful institutions do you see thriving from islamic community none whatsoever their financial possessions go for hate and killing this is what we see in reality it is not politically correct but nevertheless this is a fact they don't want and the world does not want Jewish people dwelling in the land of Israel. So what? God commands it. And therefore, Moses, he told the the, the two and a half tribes, you can possess this land. You can, can receive it from God. But you have to pass over. And you have to do so ready for war, uh, armed before your brethren all your mighty uh, soldiers, and you shall help them. So they require, they don't have to live in in that land of Canaan on the other side, the western side of the, the Jordan River, but they have to fight for their brethren to take possession of it as they were assisted in taking possession of the land that they dwell in. Now look at verse 15. Until the Lord gives rest to your brethren as he's done for you. So there's an equality. What it teaches us is this, that these two and a half tribes, Reuben, God, and the half tribe Manasseh, they cannot uh, uh, be removed from the children of Israel. Simply because they're on they're on the eastern side of the Jordan River. Now, why is it the half tribe of Manasseh? Because in order to maintain this connection with those on the western side, there was the splitting up of the tribe of Manasseh, half on the east, half on the west. So there's this connection that that these two and a half tribes would not ever want. To be separated from their brethren so they had a common requirement a common responsibility all of them had to work to take possession of the land of canaan and he says in verse 15 until which the lord will give rest rest is related to dwelling in the land and taking possession of it for your brethren as you "...and that they shall possess also they the land which the Lord your God is giving to them." Now, it's only after they take possession of it that the battle has been won, the enemy has been defeated. Only then, he says, look now at the end of a verse, or well, really the middle of verse 15 where it says, "...then you shall return to the land of your inheritance." And you shall take possession of it, which Moses gave to you, what Moses, the servant of the Lord, on the other side of the Jordan. And then we have that expression, Mizrach shamash Now, usually, in, in modern Hebrew, we always say Shemesh, for son. But, but in the Tanakh, frequently, we say Shemesh instead of Shemesh. But it's referring to, when it says here, the the east of the sun. It's talking about simply on the place where the sun rises up towards the east. So he says, you, you can only take possession of this land on the east of the Jordan, towards the rising of the sun, only after your brothers are fully in possession of the land that God has promised to them. Now, what this is teaching us, and there's no disagreement about it, no debate, and that is this, that the land has to be seen as a unit. The tribes of Israel must be seen as a unit. And there needs to be unity in the purposes of God. And God is going to bring that about in the last days. The same enemy is attacking today the Jewish people living in the land. Verse 16. Now, notice how these two and a half tribes responded. Verse 16. They answered Yahshua saying, All which you have commanded us, we will do. And all What? All where you send us, we will go. So, they're coming before Yeshua in total submissiveness. And let me point out that when you respond to God's will in total submissiveness, that is the formula, the only formula for success and victory. These two and a half tribes pledging loyalty pledging obedience to the instructions of god this is what brought about the people taking possession of the land that is entering into the will of god and with the potential to be used by god verse verse 17 and all what we hear or we could say all what we obeyed moses thus we will obey unto you now this word for obedience it's really the word for hearing so all what we heard from moses what did they hear from moses god's instructions god's commands also what we heard and how we responded because this word for hearing is a word that that demands a response so they're promising look at it carefully according to all what we heard of Moses. Thus, the word literally, yes, we will hear unto you. we hearken unto you. We'll obey. But notice what they say at the end of this verse. There's only one thing that we want, and that's this. Only that the Lord your God shall be with you. Now, this is a a Hebrew idiom that, that speaks about encouragement. They're saying, we only want one thing, you be with God, that God is with you. How do you find God in your presence? Or how are you in the presence of God? Very simply, through doing his will. So they're saying, we are supportive of you, but you as well. All we require, you be with God. God is with you and you speak his word just as he was with Moses. That's all we want, God to be with you. Verse 18. And every man which rebels, rebels against your mouth. Now, this is an idiom as well. Rebelling against your mouth, meaning rebelling against what comes forth from your mouth. And that is, very simply, the words, what you speak. Now, notice, obedience brings about wonderful things. Obedience brings about the fulfillment of God's will. We can say it again. Obedience brings about the fulfillment of the promises of God, the blessings of God. Obedience does. So the people are encouraging Yahushua. We just want God to, to be with you. And we're going to kind of up the ante. We're going to show you what type of people are we. Because they say, last verse, verse 18, every man, every person, everyone who rebels against your mouth and will not listen, to your your words to all what you command us now notice this these are some pretty specific words that have marvelous implications again everyone doesn't matter who who rebels against your mouth what you say and does not listen everyone who will not listen to your words To all which you command, there's only one law for that. And it's a word you must. He shall die. Now, why is that there? To teach us something. Those who are rebellious bring death upon themselves. Disobeying God is a death sentence. And we need to see that for every aspect of our life. Now, does that mean that when we disobey God, God's going to strike us dead? No. But when we disobey God, it can bring about the death of relationships, the death of a business, a death of a friendship, a marriage, whatever it might be. This is serious. When we rebel, rebelliousness is a a outcome or brings an outcome of death to whomever notice it says according to all doesn't matter who it is this is going to be the outcome and then this is the fourth time we see this expression and this is what we need to glean from this how god's word is is given is of the utmost importance because we learned last week in part one of this first chapter of Joshua, that God told Joshua three times, be strong and courageous. And now, this is the beautiful thing, these individuals from, from Reuben, from God, and from the half-tribe of Manasseh, they are agreeing with God. They're saying, we want one thing, God, to be with you. And for you to respond by you being strong and courageous notice what it says only rock this is the only thing that they want to see happening and that is that Joshua that you be strong and courageous that means you lead the people in the things of God and what does it require to be strong and courageous that the word of God does not depart from your mouth. Now, notice the connection. They're saying anyone who rebels against what comes forth from your mouth, that one shall die. And if we look last week, what did God say? Don't let this this revelation, this this book of the law of Moses, depart from your mouth. When we depart from the instruction of God. We are inviting death to come. We are choosing death. This is what God's revealing. And let me close by saying this. All what we're studying is foundational. It's the biblical paradigm for you and me making God decisions, his decisions in our life that are going to lead us into the will of God so that we can do the will of God. But it all comes down to this simple, simple thing. Is really that what I'm passionate of? Is this what I'm committed to, carrying out God's will? A spiritually immature person, their prayer life is, God, won't you do my will? Won't you do the things that I want? Solve the problems that I'm having so that I can accomplish the things that I want to accomplish. That's not spirituality. That is an, a, a voice and a request that is influenced by demonic presence. No, one who is influenced by the Spirit of God is going to want righteousness and understand that righteousness is only found in God's will. Well, I'll close with that. Until next week, and we enter into chapter 2. May God bless you. Shalom from Israel.
0: Well, we hope you will benefit from today's message and share it with others. Please plan to join us each week at this time and on this channel for our broadcast of loveisrael.org. Again, to find out more about us, please visit our website loveisrael.org.